0: and but i'm not negating harm being done right if somebody is is harming others right i'm not saying that they're not actually harming others but they're not annoying from their own side and they're not awful from their own side they're you know, they uh but they are doing harm at the same time so so, this is something that I, I want to make sure that we balance. Right? There is nothing that exists at all from their own side, but I'm not negating existence altogether. Things do exist in a very kind of contingent, dependent way, and they function. So I'm going to talk about this more next week in particular. Um, But at any point, if you get to thinking that nothing exists at all, then you want to scale back. (laughs) (laughs) Delusion is setting in. (laughs) Nothing exists at all, therefore I can do whatever I want because it doesn't really exist. That would be a wrong view, and that we're very, very, very much cautioned against falling into that. Things don't exist in a concrete, solid way from their own side in and of themselves. They do exist in a dependent, contingent way, which I'll talk. So far, yes. um, I know you said that you would elaborate more on that last part next week. I just have one kind of question: How do we reconcile the two? It's and it, we'll talk about that more next week. That's actually <laughs> the, the 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 one of the subtlest points. Yeah, is that yeah nothing exists at all in and of itself. From its own side, but it do- okay. Let's say <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna use this this clock. Okay. So right. maybe we can agree that clock came from our minds. Yeah, there's 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 some shapes and there's some colors, there's many parts, um, it's not a clock from its own side because it's, you know, if it was a clock from its own side, this thing in and of itself, everyone who perceived it would, would perceive it as a clock, yeah, and even a dog would perceive it as a clock, and even an ant would perceive it as an, a clock, and I think we can all agree that a dog would not perceive a clock, and an ant wouldn't perceive a clock, right, and a dog would... Once again, perceive it maybe as something to chew on, right? Right. and ant, something to walk on. Right? So it, it in itself is not a clock, right? And yet <laughs> it functions as a clock, right? We can like we can tell it's 754, right, <laughs> by using this, right? It it functions as a clock. It's it's only convention, a convention, right? It's a worldly agreement that it's a clock. And it functions as a clock. Hmm. And actually, if it was intrinsically a clock, if it was intrinsically a clock, it's something. It would never change. It couldn't change. If it s- itself, this itself is a clock. It would never be able to change, (coughs) right? It wouldn't be able to break, it wouldn't (coughs) be able to change from 754 to 755. So it wouldn't, if it, it existed intrinsically, it wouldn't be able to change. And then it couldn't function. Because in order it, for it to function, it has to change. Yeah. So this is very tricky, very, very tricky business. And we'll, we'll get into the increasing levels of subtlety in the coming weeks. I, if I. person, then we would never be able to change into a non-angry person. If intrinsically I'm an angry person, I wouldn't be able to change to a patient person. But the fact that we don't exist intrinsically is what allows us to change, this allows us to. So I say that now, and I don't expect you to get it. <clears throat> uh, some things to think about. I think that one's so hard because we, we think we're unchanging, but we're changing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that one's a really hard one to get. Yeah. I'd like, I, don't, I don't totally get that one either. 'Cause we have that worldview where it's like, yeah, I'm the same but I'm but I'm changing all the time. Right. And that's how I see everything normally. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense logically, but yeah. I just you know, I don't think about that all the time. Right. Yeah, and that's I mean that's our <coughs> yeah, <but> our, our <coughs> instinctive notion is that, right? We're not changing from moment to moment, right? Like I'm this right we're the same person as we were yesterday right, there's something un- <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe you're not but on some level right, on some level don't we think right, this right, if you were here last night, right, it's the same diamond light Those here last night as tonight right, the same chairs, the same tankas, the same car, right um, but things are changing from moment to moment, I haven't even gotten into that yet, um and we, you know, I mean, we know that we're changing on some level, and on some very instinctive level, we think that we're the same. Right? Mm. If somebody mistreated me last week, right? Mm. I think they mistreated me. me, right? Me, the same me <laughs> that's here right now, right? Um, and that's a big, that's a big subject, right? That I haven't even talked about the me yet. Um, Just just to continue on this thread of impermanence. So just, you know, so actually right things, you know, thing everything that we see here, taste, touch, is changing from moment to moment. Right? We're changing from moment to moment, right? Our heart is beating, the blood is coursing through our veins. I mean, it's, there's our digestive system that work, neurons are firing in our brains, right? We're, we're not the same from one moment to the next. Our hair is growing, our fingernails are growing, our hair is falling out, our hair is graying. Um, we're not the same at all from moment to moment. Physically, and then mentally, and our minds, right? Our minds are, right? There's thoughts, that arise from moment to moment. Right? Sometimes our minds are happy, sometimes our minds are bored, sometimes our minds are tired, sometimes our minds are you know, frustrated, right? I mean, our minds are changing from moment to moment. Our bodies are changing from moment to moment. So what's the same? What's the same me that was here? some unchanging essence of me. But we'll 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 spend one of these classes dedicated to the me. We'll try to do that, you know, analyzing the me. But that's a big subject. But that's the big one. me right, I feel a offended when that me is mistreated, I feel happy. Emotionally harrowing <laughs> to analyze. <laughs> a, a little more harrowing than analyzing the A. <laughs> yeah. Um, so things are constantly, you know. So maybe an an easier way to talk about emptiness. A kind of simpler way. It's not as subtle, but that everything is constantly changing. Interdependent, they're like processes, right? And we're taking turning processes into things. Um, one example that I found quite powerful that one Lama used is, like, everything is like the water in the ocean. what our minds do, what our concepts do, are freeze things and create ice cubes that are floating in the ocean. So this is what we're doing, right? Our minds are creating frozen That's right, a very simple and beautiful example of right, the sun is in this piece of paper. The clouds are in this piece of paper. Right, the rain is in this piece of paper. Right, the soil is in this piece of paper. Right, this piece of paper came about right, due to many things coming together. The sun and the clouds. Uh, I'll use another example, the classic example. You know, I did um, very traditional studies in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition, and the example I often used is the seed and the sprout. Right? There's a seed right, that gradually turns into a sprout. So, actually, you know, with something like that, right? a plant or something, right, we see that there's a process, right, or we can infer, there's a process, right, there's a seed, it gradually, right, a little bit of green sprouts out, and gradually it turns into a plant. Yeah, I, like, I was growing some cilantro back in <coughs> my, at my friend's place recently, and, right, and so, like, some Green just started, right? You put some coriander seeds in the soil, put some water, and then after some weeks, right, some little green, and then, and then eventually it becomes a cilantro plant. Right? And then and gradually it turns brown, and then there are coriander seeds, and then it goes right to soil. Right? So this, there's this ever-changing process. And at a certain point, we call it a seed. At a certain point, we call it a sprout. At a certain point, we call it cilantro, a cilantro plant. At a certain point, we call it a dead cilantro plant. (laughs) (laughs) At a certain point, we call it. ever-changing process, and from here to here, we call it a seed. From here to here, we call it a sprout. From here to here, we call it a plant. From here to here, we call it a dead plant, right? Etc. Right? It's not that, right? So if we try Try to find the end of the seed and the beginning of the sprout. Try to find the precise moment It's the end of the seed and the beginning of the sprout. Right? Hard to say. Right? Was it, is, that, is it a microsecond before that? I mean, it's, right, it's just a process. At a certain point we call it this and a certain point we call it that and a certain point we call it, right? Seed comes from the mind, sprout comes from the mind, plant comes from the mind. When we call it, if I call it cilantro, right, I solidify it as cilantro as if it really is cilantro as a concrete, separate thing, where cilantro came from the mind. It was a label given to a certain period in that process. And it functions nicely as a tasty, for me, (laughs) tasty, right, little compliment in my, my salsa. I want to talk about this process. Right. Yeah. Now I put too much ma- too many things on this board. So the Dalai Lama says it's really important for us to understand this process. Uh, there's something that appears to our minds. And our minds label it, and then it appears back as that that we label, right? It appears back as if it really is an A, right? The, mind, the A came from our mind. It appears back as if it really is an A. And then the fourth step is that we, he uses the word ascent to that appearance. Well, we believe in that appearance. We believe that it really is an A from its own side. And that is the step that is our fundamental mistake, is believing in the appearance, believing that it really is an A from its own side, believing that it really is a book from its own side, believing that it really is an annoying person from their own side, or if we're house hunting and we fall in love with the house, believing it really is a beautiful house from its own side, or beautiful house came from our mind, or a beautiful person that we're attracted to, or delicious food that we have to have, or whatever it is. is that, and then we believe it. And then based on that, believing that things exist from their on side, then all of our disturbing emotions arise from there. Believing that they really are annoying, then annoyance arises. Believing they are really beautiful and the cause of all of my happiness, (laughs) then attract. So, so the Dalai Lama talks about how important it is to identify this ignorance, this fundamental ignorance, the cause of the root cause of all of our suffering, all of our problems, all of our pain. Is this fundamental ignorance? This fundamental ignorance is not just a lack. It's not just a lack of knowledge. It's misknowing. It's it's believing in the opposite of the way that things actually exist, right? And if I think, like, like, a lack of knowledge, for me, let's say, a lack of knowledge. I don't know astrophysics, right? That's a lack. Of Understandings about astrophysics. I just don't know it. So this fundamental ignorance is not just a lack of knowing. It's believing in the opposite of health. How- Of how things actually exist. That's our fundamental ignorance. And the Dalai Lama says that we can only understand emptiness by understanding what ignorance is first. Um, he says we have to recognize, at least in a rough way, what we're falsely superimposing on phenomena, what we're falsely laying on top of phenomena before we can understand the emptiness that exists instead, So that's what we've been talking about is what are we laying on top of what exists? What are we falsely superimposing on what exists? We're falsely superimposing this existence from its own side or in and of itself. Existence inherently. So that, that, this, mm-hmm. you probably can't see this, but this is a list. Of interchangeable terms for the most subtle, yeah, from the most subtle philosophical system in Buddhism. Existing intrinsically, inherently, from its own side, truly, objectively, in and of itself, from the side of its basis, independently. So, I'll be using um, these different terms interchangeably. All right. So, he says that it's important to at least get a sense, right, in a rough sense of what we're talking about, what this ignorance is, right, what this fundamental mistake is, get a sense of this process of how things appear and how we label it and how they appear back. And then how we believe or assent to that appearance and how then all of the problems arise from that, all of our disturbing emotions arise from that. And that takes time. Right to really understand that process. But at least I wanted to start introducing that process to you. Maybe I'm talking enough. Questions, comments. Where are we? Making any sense?
1: Why? So you mentioned that it, when we label it or we believe it. Um, that this is a bad thing, I guess, how so? Like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get my head
0: around, uh-huh.
1: you know, I, are you just saying, like, um, like, are, you know, the mistake, the mistake that we're making is that we're, we're believing this person to be annoying, though that maybe that's not the case, we, they're really suffering, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I guess I'm,
0: yeah. Get my
1: head around that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I probably haven't given enough information yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's... So the difference is, I mean, the label may be correct. Let's say you're labeling this a clock, <clears> right? Right. Okay. That's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. But when you're believing that it really is a clock from its own side, that's the mistake. Oh, okay. it, it's itself, it's right? The so label it
1: itself believe, believes. It, it's not going to believe that it's a clock because it's not real. Well, well it's no, not it's
0: not that the clock, the clock. believes. Oh, okay. It's,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's that you, you. The 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 mistake is that you're believing that clock comes from the this from the side of the object that you're just passively experiencing what really is there. That's the mistake, is that you think it's objectively a clock, or um, it really is a clock from here, and you're passively experiencing what is really there, and not seeing how clock is an active labeling process from your mind. Clock came from your mind. And this will become more clear next week as I go into more, I'm going to talk about Yeah. I mean, we'll go through this process maybe again, too, until we, we get it down.
1: Um, that's fine. No, thanks. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, thank you for asking that question, I think. Uh,
1: so believing that
2: the person is inherently annoying from their own side is to believe that they are incapable of ever changing.
0: That's one. That's one aspect of it. Yeah, that's one aspect of it. Uh, and it's more than that. It's more than that. Yeah. And, um, You'll
2: get into
0: it. <laughs> yeah. So. I have. we will say. The way. This concrete annoying person, right? That they they themselves are right intrinsically annoying, right? Um, Whereas actually, there are many causes and conditions that came together that brought about a particular behavior that we label annoying, right? Maybe I think that the Dalai Lama would label it. Right. the Dalai Lama would label them suffering mm. right. object of compassion right. mm-hmm. and, and next week it'll become more clear I hope um, I think the more that we see dependent arising the more Label someone intrinsically, inherently a murderer, right? More likely a disturbing emotion will arise. But if we see the dependent arising and, let's say, the abuse they experience as a child and the lack of love, etc., right? Then there's, right, there are dependent arising. hmm mm-hmm.
1: it, it can also be like so the murderer case like uh, the compassion plus the fact that they did something horrible exists simultaneously yes. you're seeing that person as uh, yes they did something horrible and should, yes. there should be punishments or whatever but then they're also that's not intrinsically them so that's another piece yeah and then from I'm kind of getting a little bit out there but we all from, from, they're all, all of that's coming from openness, so what state of awareness, right, like just complete, like, that's where everything manifests, and so that's also happening, so those three simultaneously, it's like, <laughs> and so like when we take up fixed positions, we're kind of like editing out the potentiality of this big state of awareness that we're all in, because we're just like, okay, that person is horrible, Done, that they're not included and only I, you know, only want to stick with my friends and who are they. But those friends are also changing. Their friends doesn't exist permanently. Friends can become enemies. Enemies can become friends. So then what, right? So how do we stay in our own skin and just kinda like roll with it, you know? I don't know
0: brought up a lot of things. <laughs> and you had to add that Dzogchen stuff in uh, I'm there. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm going to leave Dzogchen out of this yeah, yeah. <laughs> one. Oh, yeah. That's a big subject. Um, I, I want to address that next Address that next week, please bring it up again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, yeah, there's so right. I mean, I only got to touch a little bit on things tonight because it's just the first class, it's just an introduction, but I'm just trying to get you know, help you get a flavor of what we're talking about here and then.
2: in my regular everyday life where I find the most usefulness out of this understanding of where the labels come from is those small moments like, you know, driving where that annoying person cut me up on the freeway, instead of feeling like they were after me, it immediately comes up, most of the time, not always, because I'm not perfect, but it comes up that that's just my perception of them. They don't know me. They didn't even know my car. Maybe their child called and is in an emergency and they need to get home. Maybe whatever. And so that's the, the, the de-labeling helps me to have more compassion in those moments of my day to recognize that how I labeled that isn't how it is. Mm-hmm. That person didn't cut me off on purpose. Mm-hmm. And so it helps me to stay calm. It reduces my suffering. And it just helps me see the world a little more clearly, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, you're and you're... and. And you're addressing, I think you're addressing more transforming problems, you know, like working with the labels that we give. And not so much emptiness. Fair are, enough. Because we're not, yeah. And so, and I just want to emphasize that there's nothing wrong with labeling. Right? We can only function if we label. There are some labels that are more constructive than others. <laughs> right? um, but we're right, there's nothing wrong with labeling this a clock or this a table or that a book or that an A, right? It helps us function in this world, right? Where it what starts to become problematic or there's potential for it to become problematic is when we believe in that that thing really is the label we gave. For, that's the first point. And the second point, okay, this is way too profound for the first class, but I'm going to to bring it up anyway in in response to one of the questions, is emptiness is not just about labels. Minds are also merely labeled by the mind. The atoms are merely labeled by the mind. The subatomic particles are merely labeled by the mind. Right? The Yeah, etc. There's nothing whatsoever. The energy is merely labeled by the mind. The quarks are merely labeled by the mind. There's nothing whatsoever, not even a very subtle thing it's not it it's not a matter of just removing the layer of a A-ness. it's that there's nothing at all that exists from its own side the reason i say that is for people who've been studying emptiness for a while there's this there's the, a common mistake that people make is that they stop Always have to say that I'm not negating existence. it this week between this week and next week it will be really helpful to you um, to not just totally forget this in so the maybe, book is there particularly there are many points there are which? many exercises and you know reflections one of the beautiful things about this is, this book is that there are meditative reflections at the end of every chapter. Um, but one thing that I would recommend, you know, Jeffrey Hopkins, kind of amazing Western Buddhist scholar, um, he wrote a book called Emptiness Yoga that might change my life, Um, and I did a retreat on that years ago. Anyway, I don't recommend starting with that, um, but uh, he suggested an exercise that was super helpful for me. And then it's just you know as you go through the day when you remember, you know, try to distinguish between the base that appears and what you're labeling. Right, like instead of just automatically seeing, saying, person. Jumping, actually automatically jumping to this, which is what we normally do. Now slow down the process.
2: to listen to the lecture again it is available on the Periscope app, there's three files for tonight's class that have been uploaded, this is the third one, we're still alive. Okay. so you can re-listen if you want
0: thank you alright, so we'll just dedicate any positive energy we've created um, actually, I, I want to end actually with a quote by Arya Deva, who is a great Indian Buddhist Scholar and practitioner, he says that even entertaining a slight, let me get it more correct, if we hold even a doubt. De- dedication is is a way to kind of protect about any positive energy we created, and also steer it in a positive direction. So I'll dedicate. May we.
2: Thank you.